Welcome to the Braxton Wheeler Show, recorded live throughout the week, bringing you all the up-to-date baseball content and all the hot topics you need to hear. On this show, I don't sugarcoat stories. I tell them how they are and how they should be consumed. Find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Braxton Wheeler's show. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler, and um, I don't even know where to start, really. Wow, what a what a last few weeks it's been, and, and what a last um, couple of months it's been. I think the last the last podcast I recorded was, um, I think it was around February eighteenth, and you know, during that time, we thought the we thought the biggest problem in the world, at least for us baseball fans, was the the Houston Astros scandal and how they're going to get repaid, but. My goodness, how uh, how have times changed? You know, um, not only has this has this been a crazy last few weeks, just for um, for me, my family, for I'm sure the listeners, for the United States of America, but the entire world. Um, I never in my entire life have experienced anything like this. Uh, this is the first time that something has kind of shook the entire realm of the way we live our everyday lives. I never thought that something like this could even occur. Um, I truly, when I say that, I truly mean that. I really never thought of my entire life that something like this would happen where it shakes everything that you do. Um, If you would have told me, you know, just a month ago that they would be canceling March Madness, I honestly would have laughed at you. And, you know, there was few people out there believed believed that it was a possibility. And goodness gracious, they were right. So Anyway, we're not going to talk about the pandemic. Um, Definitely, you know, prayers out to families going through it. And I just hope everyone sticks uh, sticks together during this time and I'm glad to be making podcasts again I am uh, currently at my house um, if you actually would see what I'm looking at right now I'm currently at my house recording podcast kind of like right near my bathroom entrance to like where I sleep at night um, because it's really like the best place I can record without hearing an echo um, a quick a quick update on my life exactly how it's working um, I think the last podcast, I think I told you guys that I took a job with the Memphis Redbirds, which is a AAA affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I did take that job at that time and point, but I think probably maybe a day or two after we made that last recording, I had an interview, I had an email from the Oakland Athletics, um, not a minor league team, and the straight the team in the Bay Area in Oakland, um, to have an interview for a promotions team position anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I... I uh, had the interview, it was a really good interview, and I was able to actually get that position, and I took it, so um, quick update on how that's been, I took the position, I drove 40 hours by myself to the Bay Area, um, and as soon as I got there, I immediately got an email right when I pulled up to the Bay Area, I felt relieved, I had like orientation the next day, um, got an email and said orientation is canceled, Every you know everything in the foreseeable future is canceled due to the COVID-19 and my heart dropped. Um, that was actually right after I got a ticket for going 95 and a 75. Yeah, it sounds horrible, but when you're on I-40 and you're through New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, these states, there's nobody on the roads. Um, and actually, I was on FaceTime with my dad. I was kind of bragging, which wasn't a good thing. I was like, yeah, I'm going 20 over. I was like, there's no cops in sight. And I mean, right about that time, it was really early in the morning. It was pretty wet. So, um, I, I mean, I, did, I pulled over before he even turned his blinkers on. So anyway, um, 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, um, of course, with the pandemic, I had to catch a plane flight home, so I'm back in the Roanoke, Virginia area. And today is uh, April 6th, Monday, April 6th. Um, and I am recording this currently at 6.02 p.m. So, anyway, that's kind of a long intro, but I thought it was smart to give you an update on exactly where I'm at. And what's the plan look like heading forward? Look, right now, I can, we can only I can only get this podcast on whatever I said in the intro. I think it's um, Spotify is the main place you're going to be able to listen to it. You can listen to Google Podcasts, and um, there was one more on there. I, I don't know what's going on with Apple iTunes with the podcast. I don't know if people are taking off work due to the pandemic, but I cannot get this podcast uploaded on there. So I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, I'll put this link out on my Twitter. Follow me at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26. Um, I'll put it on Facebook, anything like that. So you'll find the podcast there. So just listen on Spotify for now until it gets approved on Apple. So anyway, what this, what are we going to do? What am I going to talk about on this podcast? I'm really excited. We have a lot of free time on our hands. And uh, anybody for baseball, you, you really just want to hear anything baseball right now. And I think it's very important um, to stay in touch, get up to date with everything that you, you that personally me, what I'm doing is I am, you know, I'm currently working at a golf course right now. I have a lot of time to mow greens and, and have headphones on and listen to different podcasts. So I am now catching up on all 30 MLB teams. This podcast used to be, you know, last year when I was a, just strictly St. Louis Cardinals fan. That's all I focused on. Now I'm kind of moving this towards all 30 MLB teams. Um, so that's exactly where I'm at right now. And I thought about breaking down each individual MLB team, all 30 teams, and making 30 different podcasts for it. Honestly, I don't know that much yet. I don't have that much insight on teams like the Mariners and a lot of the AOS teams. You know, working for the A's, there's a lot of AOS teams that I still have to, you know, break down and try to understand better. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go day by day, and we're going to take a look at each division, and I'm going to give you exactly what I think, um, how, how it's going to pan out. And I think I have some pretty good insight and some good thoughts um, that I'm going to bring your way. So anyway, today we are going to start, or I'm going to start in the NL West. Um, no, no reason why I just, uh, thought I would head West and we're going to head over to the East coast. We're going to do NL first and then we're going to finish up with the AL. So, um, I think it's going to take me a little more time to do research on the AL because I'm still getting, trying to get comfortable with that. But, uh, I'm definitely, you know, during this podcast, I think I can, uh, bring some good insight and hopefully keep you up to date with the baseball news. So, uh, we will be right back after this. As always, this is the Braxton Wheeler show. All right, so where are we going to start? Where am I going to start with the National League West? <clears throat> you know, uh, one quick thought before we jump into any of this, and I guess it kind of pertains to the NL West because of the Dodgers and the Astros, but um, I, here's just a little qu- a quick starting question. How bad would have – I was thinking about this today. How bad would it, like, would it have been if the Astros would have won the World Series this past year? You know, um, Right now, obviously, the Astros aren't being talked about a lot, but I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, if the Astros would have won the World Series this year, man, it's probably, it's, it definitely is a blessing in disguise that they didn't do that because it would have been, it would have been bad. Um, it truly would have been bad, and I think it would have been, um, people are already mad enough, but I was thinking about that today. I was like, wow, man, they, all they had to do is win that game seven, and they had a lead, and if they would have won that, this would have been totally different and more tough on them than it already is, so. Anyway, just some thoughts. That was just a thought I had on my mind. So where am I going to start? We are going to start in the state of Arizona. We are going to go to Phoenix and preview the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have no clue how exactly this is going to go. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to spend a little more time on some teams than others. It's not going to be a long podcast because 
Um, that's just pointless. To get a quick rundown, sometimes there's going to be teams, you know, we're, we're covering all 30 MLB teams. You don't want to hear but so much about teams that are truly in a rebuild, you know. Um, so, Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, this, this, this organization, I've always looked highly upon them. They, they truly have done it. They've done things in the right way. Ever since Mike Hassan took, took over the baseball operations, um, you know, they had one of the worst farm systems in baseball um, not too long ago. Horrible farm system. And now they have one of the most, they have one of the best farm systems um, in, in an entire league. And, um, you know, and, and the big, big thing about these Diamondbacks is, you know, they got rid of Paul Goldschmidt. Um, they got rid of, uh, you know, some of their great pitches, you know, Grinky. We know how it goes. They got rid of some of those, so like, they're great guys. But um, they picked up Madison Bumgarner. Um, they've picked up Madison Bumgarner recently. And what's really interesting about Madison Bumgarner here is he, he still feels like he has something to prove. Um, and one crazy headline that I read is that actually when he got picked up down the, by the Diamondbacks, he was still calf roping under a fake identity. Um, he was roping under a fake identity, so I guess teams wouldn't know or the Diamondbacks wouldn't know or you know people wouldn't know that he was doing that and he got caught doing it, so... Anyway, when they were back at spring training, that, that news broke, and I don't think the Diamondbacks thought too much. Um, didn't necessarily appreciate that so much. But anyway, they got a good – they have a really good face in that franchise. Um, that's a good pickup for the Diamondbacks. The Giants, I'm not going to say they did him right. It's like, hey, you know, you won us three World Series. Thank you for pitching all these amazing games for us. But, you know, we're not going to pay you. We're not going to pay you. So, you know, Madison Bumgarner decided um, he's going to head to the Diamondbacks, and here he is. But – um, who is, who is the best player on the team and who is the face of their franchise? Um, you know, one of the stars of the league, um, last year is a guy at 32 home runs. His OPS was over 900, uh, 950. Um, it's Cattell Marte. Um, he is just in a fantastic center fielder. I think he had double digit stolen bags last year as well. Um, he is going to be the face of the franchise for the Diamondbacks and, um, he, I think he batted over 300-something, um, but 32 home runs with an OPS over 950. He's fantastic. And um, one, of, one of the biggest keys for this Diamondbacks team, besides that, is they got Starling Marte this offseason. So with that one-two punch or whoever you want to put these guys in the lineup, they have real potential. And what's really, really impressive about the baseball operations with the Diamondbacks is I think while this is a big thing in the league, Teams are going to go through rebuilding processes. You know, maybe not the Yankees and the, and the Dodgers and these high market teams um, as much as others, of course, because they have more money to spend on guys. But with the Diamondbacks, you know, you can't say they're not a really low market team, but they're definitely not a high market team. Um, while they had a rebuilding process, like getting rid of Goldschmidt, they, they've been competitive. And the same thing goes this year. They have a really good farm system, and these guys are going to come up. And if, if they can continue to do that and continue to operate that way, and Zach Allen's going to be a huge key for their rotation this year, if he can pitch well. And Luke Weaver, I know he had some elbow issues last year. If Luke Weaver can pitch well, um, and Mike Leake, I think he had a right-hand problem. Um, they have real potential. They have some solid rotation, guys. And, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's the main thing about the Diamondbacks. They're going to be a, a, a very competitive ball club. And um, I think with that being said, what I'm going to do is each team here, we're going to go worst case scenario and best case scenario. Um, I say the worst case scenario for the Diamondbacks is they win 75 games. Um, that's, that is the worst case. And, you know, truly that's not bad. Um, that's not bad at all. Um, 75 wins is 
a lot of teams would die for 71, uh, 75 wins right now. So, um, anyway, I think that's the worst-case scenario. Best-case scenario is they make a wild-card berth and win. Um, I think this year – and here's a, you know, here's a tough thing. I'm sitting here thinking about this. I just said 75 wins. I totally didn't think about the picture of we're not going to play that many games. So, put in perspective, 75 wins if they were playing 162 games. That's the way I'm going to have to evaluate that. But best-case scenario, wild-card berth and a win. So that is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now let's move down to Denver and preview the Colorado Rockies. Um, I don't think there's too much particular to say about the Colorado Rockies offseason besides the Nolan Arenado drama. Um, you know, he signed, a, he signed a huge contract. And I think when he signed that contract, he had in mind that the front office and, you know, Bud Black... Um, if he has any control over his course as a manager of the Rockies, if he has any control of who getting in some different talent. The Rockies had a horrible offseason. Um, they didn't make a single move this offseason, and they had a whole, they had a bad 71-91 and 91 year. They made the postseason in 2017 and 2018, and they didn't do anything this offseason. And, you know, from the front office standpoint, I can't remember exactly who their owner and uh, GM is, but he was saying that this the roster that they have now is currently kind of like the 2007 and 2008 teams where they won 90-plus games. Me, I beg to differ. There's no way. Their pitching was horrible. Their pitching last year, their bullpen was uh, 30th in the MLB, is just last in the MLB. Um, I think maybe there's some hope there that Kyle Freeland was gonna, is going to pitch good. Uh, maybe Wade Davis has a bounce-back year. He had a terrible year. There's no way that he can have – I don't think there's no way that Wade Davis is going to have a, a year just like that again. And um, You know, their pitching is bad. And, you know, I don't trust their bullpen. You know, you know they got Blackman, Trevor Story, Naranato. You know, these got these, these – they have talent, and they're going to score runs. But pitching wins championships. It truly does. Pitching does win championships. And, um, like I said, once again, best-case scenario, let's say if they had 162 games, I say they're gonna, they were going to win 80. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not buying on this team. Some people are saying they could fight for a wild card, have a big bounce-back year. I'm not there. I think the worst-case scenario is they have a repeat of last year. Um, one of the biggest questions with the Colorado Rockies, it's pretty simple. Nolan Arenado will not be a Colorado Rocky if they are not performing at trade deadline. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a trade deadline. I don't know when that's going to be. But in perspective, if the Rockies were playing right now and they weren't playing good baseball, whenever that trade di- trade deadline would be, I think the rumors would pick back up, and I think Arenado would be heading somewhere. A lot of people saw St. Louis. A lot of people saw Chicago. Um, I don't know where it would be, but he would not. he's not going to be in Denver if they're not playing good because he wants to win, you know, and it makes sense. He wants to win, and I guess he thought when he, that contract was being signed they were going to put pieces around him in place to get that finished and try to finish the job, and it doesn't look like that's the case. So Colorado Rockies. All right. Now let's go to L.A. and preview the L.A. Dodgers. So with the L.A. Dodgers, they have a chip on their shoulder. Um, I don't like being that guy to use that cliche saying, but I truly believe they have a chip on their shoulder um, with everything that happened this offseason with the Astros, and not only the Astros. Um, you can put the Astros aside here, and the Dodgers still have a chip on their shoulder after losing back-to-back World Series. Um, they want to win it. They truly want to win it. These They are all in. I mean, you truly can say that this is one of the best rosters. Uh, they're, with their 25-man roster, they had three MVPs on the team. That's, that is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. That's insane. And um, Yeah, we're not going to be 
I think the whole the whole we're going to talk about this in some different podcasts, but with with the season coming back, if they're going to rush their way into it, I think we're going to have to start instead of a 25 man roster, which I think it moved to 26 this year. I think we're going to have to move that roster up to maybe a 40 man roster, um, because innings. If if we start quick, we can't rush these starting pitchers into you know trying to throw seven innings. Um, so maybe some of these AAA guys, some of these AA arms, these good guys are going to get some chances and then they're going to let them fly. But anyway, back to the Dodgers here. Um, everyone knows about the Mookie Betts trade and the, and, and the David Price. And what I think people don't understand about this David Price trade is I think a lot of it has to do, and I mean, David Price said when he made his spring training start, his legs were shaking. He was ready. He was so excited to pitch. And I think a lot of times when you get a long-term pitcher that stays in the division for a while, these guys that you face, a lot of times they're the same guys over and over and over. You continue to face them, such as in the AL East. He continued to face the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Orioles and um, over and over. And I think with this, he's now moving over to the NL, which is completely different hitters for the most part. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Um, he has a lot left in him. People forget that David Price is a fantastic pitcher and um, – I just think it's going to be very, very important that he's going to face a lot of guys that he has not yet faced. Um, if I had to say the most pivotal player on this team, um, I'd say Kenley Jansen. Um, you know, he, you know, all health issues aside, he's a fantastic pitcher. He's a good late inning guy, a great late inning guy when he's when he's pitching well and he's healthy. But I think, you know, you would like to say the most pivotal player is you know Bellinger or Mookie Betts or these guys like that. But, you know, Justin Turner, all these guys, they're going to perform. They're, Max Muncy, they're going to perform. They're going to play well. And whether they play amazing or whether they play just to their average level, which is pretty much amazing, they're still going to win the division. Um, you know, I think if we're playing a 162-game season, they're still 25 to 30 games better than the second team. Um, so one of the biggest key players besides – you know, Kenley Jansen, and they got the pickup of Blake Trahan. If he can come back, if he can pitch like he did with, the, I believe, the, the A's, he pitched for the A's in 2017. If he goes back to that all-star form, wow, they're going to be impressive. Um, they're going to be, I mean, practically unbeatable. But Corey Seager, let's, take it, let's talk about Corey Seager a little bit. If he can stay healthy, and this year coming into this year, he was actually the healthiest he's been. Um, people forget he was third. I think he was, yeah, he was third in MVP uh Third in MVP voting his rookie year, um, you know, this he he has he has potential to you know be a forty to fifty you know he could put up forty to fifty doubles for the team. Um, <coughs> excuse me, he's a, he's a very pivotal guy for this team, and they had hundred and six wins last year, um, which was incredible. Over under on that hundred and six. If they were to play hundred and sixty two games, which we know they're not, I would say it's about the same. I would probably take the over maybe one game um people forget you know yeah you get Mookie Betts and you add David Price but at the same time you are in late August early September you're not playing the same and you're not playing as many innings as you know you would in April or May because you already have the division locked up so you know whether whether it adds another game or two for a win or loss look winning 106 games that's insane. That's insane. And if they were playing 162 games, I don't believe that they would. Um, I don't think they would even top that. Maybe 107 if they do. But um, last couple thoughts here for, for the Dodgers. Gavin Lux, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's 22 years old. He's actually going to – I think he's going to be on the roster all year. 
Um, he's going to be, he's a great second baseman. Um, but uh, nobody's challenging the Dodgers. It's simple as that. Uh, they're not. It's just one of the best teams from roster standpoint I've ever seen. Maybe the best in my lifetime um, to, to start the year with. But uh, best case scenario, we all know World Series. It's a World Series or bust for L.A. The players know that. Bellinger said that. He knows that in interviews. And, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to see what they can do. Uh, worst case scenario is I would say Mookie doesn't work out in L.A. and they fall in the NLDS. Um, last year, no one thought they were going to lose the National League Divisional Series. They got shocked by Washington. Um, and, you know, some of the reporters in there, I was listening to some interviews, and they said it was harder for them to go into that clubhouse after they lost the NLDS than it was when they lost back-to-back World Series, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, um, you know, your goal is to get to the World Series, and then you just play, uh, put your head down and play for there, but it's tough. So, I say the Dodgers are going to win the division by 25 or 30 games if we were playing a 162-game season. Only way I can see them truly not winning this division is if um, multiple injuries happen and, you know, this game is, I mean, this season, excuse me, is 80 games or shorter. And, you know, a team like the Padres just go insane. Uh, Rockies don't have a chance, but maybe the Diamondbacks or Padres can stay with them. But even if they do, I think in the long run, um, the Dodgers are going to win, especially we didn't even talk about the rotation, but... Um, they're just fantastic. So anyway, we are three teams down. We only have two to go. And um, this is the Braxton Wheeler Show. I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, we will be right back to preview the Padres and the Giants. All right, welcome back to the Braxton Wheeler Show. Hey, I'm excited to be recording podcast again. Um, you know, I have pretty busy days right now. Uh, before we get into the Padres, you know, a lot of people – um, right now, they're not doing anything. I'm actually more busy now than normal. I go to work for from 6 to 3.30. I come home, I, I try to get a workout in, and then I'm here, I'm making a podcast. So, um, you know, there's always, yeah, it's tough. This is a tough time for everyone, but I was telling some friends last night, um, you know, try and, you know, people always complain about not having enough time to catch up on rest or not having enough time to try and, you know, find a hobby or do something like that. Well, here's your chance, you know. Um, I've been trying to actually cut off the TV as much as possible. Um, I've actually been, if I'm going to do something entertainment-wise, I try to listen to the record, my record player more. I don't know. I'm not a big reader. Uh, I, I just, I'm not going to lie. I can't do much reading. But, you know, make it, make the most of this time. I'm not going to give no cringy pep talk. But um, seriously, if there's something that you've wanted to do and you want to catch up on, I mean, if you ain't going to do it now, the odds are you won't do it in the future. So, anyway, if uh, you were just now joining, we are previewing the National League West. We have done the... Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Dodgers. Now we are moving to, I believe, the most intriguing team in the Major League Baseball, and I actually think this team has the most pressure on their back from a front office standpoint to perform than anyone, and that is the San Diego Padres. They're very intriguing. They are just a very intriguing team with a ton of raw potential. Um, I think I'm going to keep this one simple. I think I don't, I don't want to just be basic here and say the key to the team, but I think it is Machado. Um, I think it's, it's Manny Machado is the key to this team. Um, last year, I believe he hit 256 and he, he hit 32 home runs. Um, and also, we all, we all know how good how We all know how good Tatis is. And um, I think the biggest question mark for him is if he can stay healthy. I don't think it's anything that, uh, other than that, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be special. Um, that's it. He just needs the experience. Um, with the Padres, the expectation is there. The expectation is there. They picked up, you know, what really hurt me too is the Padres really want to win. 
Um, they really, really want to win. And they added Tommy Pham and Zach Davies this offseason. And you can tell they were doing what they can to try and fight near the Dodgers. And right after these acquisitions happen, next thing you know, David Price and Mookie Betts come. So that's what I'm saying. They separate the gap a lot. Um, the front office really has high expectations for the entire Padres team. Look, he's on, he is on the hot seat. Uh, everybody, um, I, I, I'm forgetting, I'm going blank here. I forget the manager of the, the Padres' name. Um, I don't know, whatever, but we all get it. Hey, look, they got to win. They got to win, and um, if if they were playing 162-game season, I still think they're going to go 80 and 82. I like their pitching staff, um, but I just I just don't know if, if Tatis can stay healthy, and um, I think that's their worst case. If he can't stay healthy and Machado plays poorly, um, I think they're only going to win around 70 games if they were playing 162-game season. I would like to give you a better estimate saying if we were playing 80 games, what would that be? But we just don't know how many games they're going to be playing yet. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think that's the biggest thing with the Padres is I want, to see the, I want to see them win, and I think that they can truly fight for a wild card. Um, the NL West is pretty simple. The Dodgers are going to win the division. Um, but underneath that, it's going to be a battle between the Diamondbacks and the Padres. And then we know the Rockies are going to be below them. And then we get down to... The battle of the Bay for the other team is the San Francisco Giants. Um, the Giants are interesting. They're, they're confusing. When, when I was doing research on this club and I was trying to break down everything that the Giants bring to the table, I think it's the, the thing with the Giants is they had such an amazing decade. You know, you can't, you can't do it better than the, the Giants did. You know, they won... Um, World Series after World Series after World Series were always in the NLCS, and I think really the biggest problem now it's not that it's not that you know Buster Posey and, and, and you know Crawford are playing bad. It's just their expectation is going to decline because of age. Um, you know they're both thirty-three year old guys, and when when eight when you know when you just naturally age, the expectation is, you know so you don't want to say it goes down, but it just does. Um, we've seen that with Yadier Molina in St. Louis. He's I think he's 36 years old now. Um, unless you're LeBron James, you're probably uh, going to decline and and play. So um, the team is old. That's really what they are, and it's time to rebuild in in San Francisco. And um, I, I think that last year they were competing. I think in uh, competitive. Um, I think they were into June and they were they were winning 50 some games, 55 and 51, and people didn't expect that they could somehow be a sleeper and maybe fight for a wild card. But I think even if that's the case. Um, if everything was normal this season, they would fall, they would have fell off in August or something like that. Um, but I think the biggest thing about the San Francisco Giants is is the best case scenario is they're clearly under um, rebuilding. How quick are these guys going to develop? You want to see these guys to continue to develop within the club. Um, there's a couple a couple minor leaguers that I had their name before this, and I know I'm not going to remember, but. Um, they, they joined the team last year, and they played amazing every, some, from July to um, September. And that's the best case. If you can continue to see their farm system develop, then that's how you want it to go. Because you know in the Bay Area and San Francisco, they're going to get a good team up there soon. And um, um, the worst case scenario is that the people aren't developing. The players aren't developing. And I think really this season is going to boil down to how quickly can that happen. And, you know, I actually think – um, we're going to talk about a couple of teams that are rebuilding, and the Giants are clearly one of them in the NL. But, you know, 
with this COVID-19 and the virus and the season being delayed, maybe this isn't the worst case scenario because if we are going to have to expand rosters, therefore there's that breeds more opportunity. If you're having a 40-man roster rather than a 25 or 26-man roster, there's definitely more opportunity there. And uh, I, I just anticipate things going a little smoother in San Francisco than we think. Um, they, they have, they've done things the right way. And, you know, it's tough. The thing that scares me a lot is, like I said, the Dodgers is my final thoughts, and I'm going to get out of here and go eat some dinner. But final thoughts here is, um, you know, talking about the Dodgers, the Dodgers are probably always going to – they're a high market team. They're going to be able to get guys. But the Dodgers cannot continue to blow chances to lose the world – you know, to get to these World Series and not win. Because, you know, eventually every team has a window of opportunity. And Dallas Braden always says that on starting nine. And if you don't know Dallas Braden, he's also um, works for the Oakland A's. He's um, he, he works in the booth there for game days. But um, he always says each team has a window of opportunity, and you got to take advantage of it because you know a lot of times you get you get caught up in these teams that make it year after year after year, such as the Golden State Warriors, right? They made it year after year after year, and they took it. They take it. They took advantage of their um, window of opportunity. We see the Dodgers have been having have had that. And they just can't come through. So, um, San Francisco did it the right way. It's time for them to rebuild, um, and I think they're they're going to be just fine. So, I think Dodgers will win the division. Um, I do think that the Diamondbacks are going to probably beat out the Padres by a game or two, and then I think the Rockies fall under them, and the Giants are not too far behind them. So, um, yes, it's it's an intriguing division, but I think out of all the divisions, this one this one's already finished before opening day starts. And the Los Angeles Dodgers will win the division for, I I lost count, maybe it's 12, 13, 14 years straight, um, which is absurd. So that is all I have. Um, Tomorrow, not tomorrow, we'll probably, I think I'm going to try to do this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or at least try to get two podcasts out a week um, regarding the uh, different divisions. We'll probably move from here over to the Central and then the East. So... That's all I have. If you would like to me answer a question or if you would like to call in, leave a voicemail, or maybe you think I'm completely wrong about Cattell Marte or Zach Allen or just the Rockies or Dodgers, any of these teams, please call in at 540-597-8236. Leave me a voicemail, and uh, I'll be sure to put it on the show, and uh, we'll have a little discussion about it. So that's all I have. This is the Braxton Wheelers Show. And make sure everybody stays indoors, stay safe, and uh, we'll catch you uh, next time.